Greeting Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Welcome in to the JR Talk Radio Program. I am Kevin Meckley. Joined with me, as always, is Andrew Payne and Nick Schwert. And fellas, we got us a bracket. And as of last night, we got us an opponent. Mm. Tomorrow, we got a tournament game. Andrew, you first. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I really am feeling good. And I just want to tell everybody out there, don't let them convince you that this team is not good. Use your eyes. Them? Use them. That's Who's right. Them? The people. This is <laughs> us versus them. All the haters out there are telling, the you, are telling you that this team isn't good. This is not a traditional Bill Self team. Oh, you should probably take Iowa in the Sweet 16. You saw this team in the Big 12 tournament, and you know this team is good and probably great. Ooh. So I'm just saying, I'm don't al- let them convince you. I'm aligned with you. In your quest to take down the haters of America, because the haters are out, they're all sick, and they need some medicine, because this Kansas team has as good of a chance of winning the title as everybody. I do wonder, though, had they lost to Texas Tech or Baylor in the title game by four points? Would the would the vibes would the hashtag vibes be a little bit different heading into the tournament? I know my vibes are all the way positive. As a result of the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> and that, that has a lot to do with, with one man, and that is Remy Martin. Mm. Are uh, we going to talk about Remy? We're going to talk about Remy oh. today. And, you know, Chayabachi, we got some pretty good guys on the other the rest of the team, too. But, I, look, the way that they played in the Big 12 tournament, they, it's the time to put it together. And, it like, all of a sudden, it feels like finally... The pieces are there. The pieces are there. We they played great. They would have beat ninety nine percent of the teams in college basketball in the Big Twelve tournament. Not just the Big Twelve teams. The big boys, the one seeds, the two seeds. They played awesome. The question that keeps being asked, and it's being asked locally and nationally, is that is this one of those seasons? Is this one of those teams? Do you feel, do you have, we, we talked about it last week, right? We're, we're feeling feelings, I think you very astutely put it, Kevin. Hmm. The feelings could not have gone away based off what we saw in three games in Kansas City. But this team, I feel like, and this is the, the one sort of issue that KU has to deal with every year, is that they're playing against ghosts. They're constantly chasing their own expectations, which is being one of the top teams in the country. I don't understand, though, why we don't feel that way when they're a one seed and they're one of the top teams in the country. What am I missing? Well, I think in five years, we're going to be having the same conversation and we're going to be saying this one seed Kansas team is not as good as that 2022 (laughs) team. It happens. It happens every year. That team that went to the final four in 2018, like "Mm, this team is not as good as the 2010 team or the 2008 team, but that's not who we're playing. Right. We're playing against Texas Southern tomorrow. (laughs) Then we're hopefully knock on wood. We're playing against uh, San Diego state or a Creighton on Saturday. Those are the teams ahead of us. That's the only teams we can play. We don't have to play Mario Chalmers. Yeah. But you, you want to compare, you know, like last year to this year where there were two clear favorites in college basketball steps ahead of it. There was a tier above everybody. Gonzaga and Baylor, right? Baylor won the national title. That's not the case this year. 
I, I'm not convinced there is one team or even a group of a couple teams that are just in a tier above Kansas. And because there's not a tier above Kansas, we're probably in that top tier. I mean, you look at the odds. Gonzaga is like plus 350 to win the turn, some, some, something like it's plus 600, whatever it was. They're first. Next, I think, is Kentucky or Arizona? Arizona, Kentucky, and then who's fourth? It's Kansas right now. I think the talent curve in college basketball is very flat this year. There yeah. does not seem to be a steep drop-off at any point, and we kind of wait for that every year and it becomes a talking point in college, like on national television when they don't know how else to talk about college basketball. They'll say, is this a good thing for the sport that there's not <laughs> one dominant team? You know, I was listening to a podcast of two guys who clearly don't watch as much Kansas basketball as the three of us do. And one of the guys had said, you know, this doesn't feel like a typical bill self team. This doesn't feel like he has as much talent as normal. And the other guy said, you know what? I think this might be bill self's best coaching job <laughs> during his time at Kansas. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Did Bill Self turn Ochai Abaji into a lottery pick? Because that's why this team is a one seed, and that's why they've amassed the resume that they've had. But this is the issue, is they're constantly playing against ghosts. They're constantly being compared to the 2017 or 2016 or 2010 team. They don't have to play any of those teams. No. They don't have to play Mario Chalmers, like you said. they got to play the rest of the teams in the bracket. And I'm looking around the rest of the bracket, and I don't see that big bad wolf that they're supposed to be afraid of. There's nothing you can say that will will help those guys. Those guys have those little nuggets and you say They're that like, sick. oh, this uh this Kansas team not you know not as good as before. Is this Bill Self's best coaching job? Which is kind of a slide on the players. He's saying that because of Bill Self, the rest of these players are playing above their ability. And, and I don't think any of that is true. These are coming from folks who aren't watching these games. And we've seen this team develop. And I've got I've got an analogy just came up off the top of my head. It's like baking a cake, Kevin, Nick. Okay. You are not judged on baking that cake by how well you are doing in the middle. You're, <laughs> you're, you're judged on how well that cake turns out. So there was like some, some stuff that happened in the middle of the season, but this cake we saw being baked in Kansas city this past weekend. That's a good cake. I want a slice of that cake. Yeah, it's good. a cake. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, we, we could talk a little bit about the Big 12 if you want, but I, the only thing I took away from that as we enter now into the real postseason, that's kind of like, that's the appetizer postseason, right? Like, it's, 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 the, it's the entry point, but it's all about now. It's the cocktail before dinner. Yeah. Mm. And, and we're there now. It's time for the main course. And hopefully we get some cake, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what the, uh, the, <laughs> do you know what the frosting on that cake is? Tell me. Remy Martin. We're really, mm. we're really dissecting <laughs> this now. I like that. Uh, I thought you were going to go with Remy Martin as like the aperitif, like the cocktail. Like we can get some anyway, like look, actual Remy. Yeah. yeah. Actual Remy Martin. 1730. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> here's what I'm saying. As we, as we enter this, I don't know about you guys, but I, I was in the building. Andrew, I know you were there too, watching that team. And it felt like for the first season, like all season long, we've watched obviously every single minute of these games. It felt like every single person had their role identified which we, I don't think we've had. And I, a lot of that is Remy, whatever. But you could even say the same thing about the rotation. Everybody, it seems like now, has their role identified, knows exactly what they're supposed to do. And it's weird that it took this long to get there. Obviously, there's been some injuries and things like that. But it's good they got there eventually. They got there, you know, in time to figure that out. I'm glad they're not figuring that out, you know, in a week from now. The cake is baked. Mm. Right? I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm getting to here is that 
Yeah, we've we've had to figure it out. And Dave's had to come along and Dave needs to be put in a situation where his foot is healthy. And you saw him play on Saturday. A rested Dave was able to go against a really good Texas Tech team, a team that many national pundits are picking to win the national title. Who? Who? Who is picking? People are picking. Uh, people are picking Texas Tech. It's a hot pick. Wait, what? I haven't yeah, seen that. But, you know, it's it's a hot pick. Trust me. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. Are you are you just but listening to Love who Sports are these Radio? <laughs> people people are people are into Texas Tech this season. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And Dave crushed them. It goes 18 and 11 against them. Arrested Dave doing what Dave needs to do. You have Remy come in. This is a team that has it's figured it out. This is we have a model for a national title if it can all come together like this. Yeah, and I think it's not just Remy Martin, but it's also Mitch Lightfoot establishing himself as that second big off the bench. It was Mitch. it was infuriating to see Mitch go down with that mm. injury, not because <sighs> I not because of anything other than I wanted to see Big Twelve tournament MVP Mitch Lightfoot. At least first team. He I mean, would have on. I know he would have been on it. He would have made it. He just needed to score eight points to get eight boards. I think he'd have been there. And I just walk imagine him walking around Kansas City in like ten years. Mitch Lightfoot, Big Twelve, <laughs> now, Big Twelve tournament, uh, all first team, just shaking hands. But that's what the, that's the that's the sign of the characteristic of any great team, not just any great Kansas team, is that everybody knows their job. Everybody knows the role that they're supposed to play on that team. You look at the last two Kansas teams that went to the Final Four in 2012 and 2018; those were far from yeah. the best teams the Bills selves had over right. the last decade. But those were teams where everybody knew their part and knew how to play their part. 100 percent right. Yeah, you look back. You're exactly right. That those teams knew exactly what. 2012 is the perfect example. Perfect example, right? Because that was far from a perfect team. No, 100. percent We were a two seed, but struggled all year. Uh, We, I mean, can you you remember all the the hate that Tyshawn got? And Tyshawn willed us through that tournament. Yeah. Uh, You know, if you you go to those five that five year run, was that the fourth best team? You know, maybe that 2009 team wasn't up to snuff, but you know that wasn't that was a fourth best team. Out of that that group of of guys, the the T Rob era, uh, so this is this is a team that's I think better than some of those. A team that's well balanced and a team that can win in a bunch of different kind of ways. We've won fast, we've won slow, we've seen a bunch of different kinds of defenses. You're listening to Jayhawk Talk Radio on six ten Sports Radio. I know a lot of people are chiming in on the Jay's Southland Toe Service text line nine one three five seven six seven six ten that Von Miller has signed with the Bills. Why aren't we talking about it? Well, because this is Jayhawk Talk Radio. But to make it a college basketball <laughs> tie-in, Von Miller famously went to Texas A and M, who was snubbed from the tournament. Buzz Williams not happy about it. Boom. <laughs> he there was is bad. your NCAA. He was big bad. He was very mad that his team got left on on the wrong side of the bubble. It was a big bubble this year. Do you guys remember hearing about this? How yeah. big the bubble was? It was also a weak bubble, and that bubble burst. Yeah, as all bubbles do. Poor A and M. Poor yeah. Aggies. They're feisty, those Aggies. But you know what? We've got another program in Texas on our mind. Did the committee screw over Kansas by giving Texas Southern a pseudo home game for the first round? Andrew is going to take us into the eyes of the Tigers coming up next. You're listening to Jayhawk Talk Radio with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne, and Nick Schwert on 610 Sports Radio. Jayhawk Talk Radio on 610 Sports Radio with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne. I am Nick Schwert. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can do so on the Jay Southland Toast Service text line 913-576-7610. Andrew, 
the Jayhawks have an opponent, the Tigers of Texas Southern. That's right. The Texas Southern Tigers. I'm going to just give you a brief overview of this team because, you know, we need to know a little bit about this team going into the tournament. These games are important, but uh, we'll be brief. We will be brief. We have other things to talk about. And if this comes back to bite us, then, you know, you can hold that against us. So we'll just, we got to get through this. Most importantly, I want to say the last night I was watching Texas Southern play Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And I, I heard through the TV, KJ Lawson for three. And I'm like, KJ Lawson, KJ Lawson plays for Texas Southern. How did I miss that KJ Lawson plays for Texas Southern? And then I was very sad and very disappointed to learn that it's not, KJ Lawson. It's AJ Lawson. I don't think that AJ Lawson is, is related to the Lawson brothers from uh, the, the 2019 KU team. That's an so emotional role. I, I, I was a big KJ guy. I don't know if you remember this, Kevin. Yeah. I was, a, I was, a, I was as old as an older brother. You were the big brother guy. You've always yeah. been big brother guy. You yeah. were Marquise. I was a Marquise guy. Yeah. CJ Henry guy. Oh, I'm, always, I'm always the big brother guy. <laughs> so KJ, when I had KJ come back into my life, it's no, unfortunately it's AJ. But uh, someone important that we do need to talk about. Johnny Jones, the head coach of the Tigers. You've probably heard his name before if you're following college basketball. He used to be the coach at LSU, took them to the tournament um, several years ago, but has been at Texas Southern for, Texas Southern for the past couple of years. And there's not a ton that I, I need to tell you about other than they have they did beat Florida this season at Florida by 15. So that's a good win. From this team, this team is capable of, of doing some damages against high major teams like Florida, Florida didn't make the tournament. The coach just left, but you know, they've, they've got something in it. So other than that, you know, tip is at eight 57 central tomorrow, real late, real late at Dickie's Go to bed Arena. early tonight. Yes. As uh, soon as the show ends, take a nap, you know, mid session. If there's not any good games going on, you got to be ready for this game tomorrow night. And the it's going to be later. The key's pacing yourself with the, with the, with the adult beverages. That's that's the key. I Start think. light beer, right? Yeah. Light it's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. That's dangerous. Oh, you gotta be Patrick's careful. You gotta be really careful. Basketball tips off before noon. Gotta be careful. Just just know that we want you on your game tomorrow because the Jayhawks are gonna be on their game. I think there's only one stat that matters in tomorrow's game. And that's David McCormick playing time. That stat is tied into the actual game line because if KU ends up winning this game by 30 plus, that means you don't got to trot Dave out there for more than 15 minutes. It's more of like a, a celebratory thing. Like here is our center, David McCormick. He wins the opening tip and then he parks his butt on the bench for the like next 30 minutes. So, I hope that's the case. So I'll tell you, like if, if you have an over under here of 20 minutes, what do you think Dave plays? Uh, I, I'm going to take the under okay. and hope and like that that's the case. All right. Like, what, I like an 18 minute Dave McCormick. Tomorrow. If it's over, I have, I have minor concerns. Yeah. My other statistic here. Although maybe, who, maybe, Mitch is out. We still don't know. Mm, Mitch is. I think he's, I think if, I think he's good. Okay. He's day to day is what I've heard. Have but here, here's a more important statistic over under 1.5 minutes for Chris Tian. Oh, I hit the over. I think we get three whole minutes from Chris Tian. Three minutes. That's right. I'm going to take the under. I'm think I'm thinking like 90 to 57 tomorrow, boys. I love that. If it's yeah, if we get up I think what's the magic number for when he would be able to come in? Under 20, four, under 4 timeout? Under 4 if it's point, 30 plus. Yeah. It's I, I think it's 30. 25 to 30 I, he could play more than a minute. Yeah. Bill's not free. You're talking about a Texas Southern team who's coming off one day rest and had to travel <laughs> cross country to play one of the top 5 teams in the country. 
Going back Good home, luck. though. This is, this is a yeah, near, yeah. near home game for them. But, but, you know, that's all we've got for these guys. I, I think the JX are going to be in a good situation against Texas Southern. But at the risk of jinxing this thing, do we want to look ahead a little bit and talk about San Diego State or Creighton? I think we have to, right? Okay. I think so, too. And Bill Self always says it's three two-game tournaments when you're yep. in the NCAA tournament. So this is a two-game tournament. The first game is going to be a cakewalk. Creighton, San Diego State. What's with the cake, man? It's like lots of cake. It's a cake themed show and there's plenty more. <laughs> there's many layers to this cake. So we got San Diego state. Uh, we got Creighton eight, nine matchup. How do you feel? I guess real quick, we're going to do the one, two, three, say the team you want to play. All right. Let's see if we all say the same thing. One, two, three, Creighton. Creighton. Okay. Oh, wow. We're right. two for two on this game in Jayhawk talk radio. Okay. Just make it sure. So why? And Nick, do you want to see Creighton over San Diego State? When you hear Creighton, what do you normally think? Threes, guards, offense. That's not how this Creighton team is built under Greg McDermott. They are not a good offense. They are not really a good basketball team. On paper, the advanced metrics would say that San Diego State is a fringe top 25 team. Creighton all the way down in the 50s. This was a team that just didn't do a whole lot well. They do have a good defense, but they can't score the ball. They can't shoot threes. That doesn't scare me. I've got one thing on San Diego State, and there's nothing to do with the, the team. It's 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 going back. This is more of a personal vendetta thing for me. Mm. Is that sometimes when I fill out brackets, I go and I I pick teams that I want to play to get some sort of revenge on a previous loss. So if we play San Diego State, we lost to them on this icy, cold, frigid day, January fifth, twenty fourteen. This is the Wiggins and Bead year. And we lost by four in Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah, and I remember. I remember it vividly. And I was so angry. This is revenge for that. Anyway, that's this all is the Kevin. <laughs> this is the Ke- this is the battle for Kevin Young, right? Ooh. Remember, Kevin Young was originally committed to play for Steve Fisher at San Diego State. He was very angry that Bill Self came in at the last minute and swooped him up. Big mad. Now he's not there anymore. It's now uh, Brian Dutcher, I believe, is the head coach. But I still think there are. Uh, Kevin Young storylines looming heavily over a potential KU San Diego state matchup in the second. Yeah. Good. A great defense. I mean, this is the team that, you know, uh, depending on what metric you're looking at, maybe one or two or three ranked defense in the country playing in the mountain West. Um, but had some success in the mountain West. So we're the three seed in the tournament and runner up to Boise state, but a team that can play defense, not unlike teams we've seen in the Big 12. I mean, I think we'd be prepared for it, but it would be uh, probably a little bit bigger of an effort uh, to play San Diego. State. See, that's it. We, we we were here, whatever, two weeks ago saying this exact thing. What are you afraid of in the tournament? What's the thing that is scary to you? And I think we all sort of said, well, a good defensive team isn't too scary because we run into those literally every night in the Big 12. Every single we night. We just talked about them in Texas Tech and every they single, ran I mean, through them. And we're used to that. And so I, I, I feel good about that. And the other side of it is, I mean, with either of these teams, I actually have a a pretty good feeling only again, because what are the things you're scared of now that you could say between these two teams, the taller, more athletic team is San Diego state. And if you want to, if you want to just nitpick a little bit, why you want to necessarily play Creighton over San Diego state, it's not because either of them can score. It's because San Diego state maybe is a touch more, lengthy athletic and we've seen you know over the past year or two the KU teams struggle against long athletic teams that would be a big the only guy thing. a big guy Nathan Mensah at San Diego State he is 6'10 230 pounds 
He has a 7-4 wingspan. He mm. was 21st in the country in blocks this year. Yeah, so Wando, stay out of the lane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's all but we meanwhile, uh, Creighton has a seven foot one center who is 40th in the country in blocks. So no matter who wins that yeah. game, there is going to be a shot blocking big man down low trying to scare those wings and guards of Kansas out of the lane. Get Just him in foul trouble. Run him off the court. Yeah. Rebound and go. How do we feel about the, the rest of this region? Because Kansas fans get a bad rep for always complaining about their draw. I don't hear much complaining. Uh, not this year. This is a pretty good draw. And I think this is the conversation that's kind of become consensus is that if you were to pick a region without the one seed, which, which region do you want to be in? You'd pick this one. I think this is the one that we'd want to be. Plus Midwest, plus we have the closer locations. I think we've got the best spot available. We just have to go out there and, and deliver. The you, you look at the region and I think on, even on, on selection Sunday, we were all sitting around thinking, are we going to get Kentucky as the two? Are we going to get Kentucky as the two? Everyone was convinced we might get Kentucky as the two. And we did not get Kentucky as the two. And that changed everything about this region for me. And you look down, I, I'm a Ken Palm guy. You guys are Ken Palm guys. Well, Who are the most overrated teams in the NCAA tournament by seed line? Please tell us. The top five are in the Midwest region. <laughs> the top five. Providence. Wisconsin's number one, closely followed by Providence. So how about that? Like, how do you feel about being in a region that has the most overrated teams in it per Ken Palm in the inside, the top five. Now, who's not on there? Iowa's not on there. We might have to go through them. We could talk about that. So this is a defense mechanism, but I hate it for multiple reasons, and I'll <laughs> tell you why. First and foremost, bulletin board material for all those teams. Nobody believes in us. Nobody thinks that we're worth a damn. None of those guys are reading Ken Palm oh, numbers. Yeah. Oh, Dude, that's absolutely. Just Ken Palm None has now been guys. accepted into the no. general college basketball no. community. Do you think those guys pull up the numbers and go, hey, guys, we yes. got an issue. Yes, I do. Our defensive efficiency rating dropped three spots on Ken Palm PowerPoint night. presentation <laughs> shown to these guys right after the brackets no. were released. The second 18. reason why I hate it is because Going to Final Fours is hard, and if Kansas doesn't go to the Final Four this year, then it's going to be used against them. I thought you guys had the easiest region oh, ever, yeah, so yeah. well, I'm, it's a defense mechanism. I'm psyching myself out of this. It's okay. We do that sometimes. Of those top five teams, who is the biggest threat? Auburn, Wisconsin, Providence, Iowa. I, it has to be Auburn. I mean, they, they were number one team for a stretch this season. They have uh, maybe the number one pick. Uh, in, in basketball and another guy who's going to go top 20. Yeah. And th so they got dudes. What the one thing they don't have though. What's the one thing everyone says you need in March point guard, point guard, guard play. So that makes me feel a little better. And of the twos, again, we're staring at the twos. What's two. Would you want in your region? I, I would accept an argument for Duke. Uh, yeah, I would say Duke, but Auburn probably number two, but yeah. everybody seems to be jumping on the Iowa bandwagon. Is it just because yes. they won the big 10 right before the selection show started on Sunday and played well. They, they played well in the Big Ten. I've got a Fran McCaffrey, a little stat for you. Fran okay. McCaffrey has been at Iowa for 12 seasons. How many times has he reached the Sweet 16? One time. I think it's zero. I was going to say, it's, I don't remember. Has he, has, he ever, he, has he not made it out of the no. first weekend once? Even with Luca Garza? No. My Never been to the second goodness. round. Never been to the second weekend. And so that may change this year. This is a pretty good Iowa team. Um, oh, that's right. Because they, the only time they played three games, they were a playing team, right? They were a first four team. So he has uh, won. He has won two games once. I'm talking about second he won weekend. The first four. <laughs> so he only made it to the round of 32. 
So just, you know, Fran McCaffrey, you give Bill Self that extra week, get ready for Iowa or Providence. I'm not going to write that in there. I, I just think that you've got all these national guys putting Iowa in their final four. A lot of them. A lot of them. That, that offense, one I agree with. I have seen those guys. Great offense <laughs> can't stop anyone. Number two offensive efficiency. Where are they at on defense? Mm, it's in the 78th. You can't be that. You can't be that one-sided. Who in the Big 12 is under or is past 78th in, in defensive efficiency rating? Nobody. Nobody. This will be the worst they defense the, we've so seen. So they are the inverse of Texas Tech, who is incredible on defense and can't oh, score. Or the inverse of any other team we'll see in the, <laughs> in the round of 32. San Diego State. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the crazy part is you're seeing two insanely different styles. And by the way, if Iowa loses, you're probably still seeing insane style because I think the Jackrabbits are going to be the ones that we would play. Let's. Uh, Go ahead. Let's get into that because we've got the rest of this region. We've got superstition strategies. Is Kevin's theory a superstition or strategy? Either way, we think there's something very wrong with him. We'll get into it next on Jayhawk Talk Radio. Jayhawk Talk Radio, a KU show by the fans for the fans on 610 Sports Radio. Well, if you didn't have feelings before... You better be feeling them now. This is Jayhawk Talk Radio. I'm Nick Schwartz with Kevin Meckley and Andrew Payne. Thanks for hanging out with us. So we've went over the region. Seems like we're all on the same page that things are pretty favorable, but that's just one piece of the pie. That's just one slice of the cake, right, guys? <laughs> Stop it. I'm kind of hungry. I haven't eaten since breakfast, man. But uh, what I'm learning is, you know, you know how easy it is to invoke cake into any conversation? There are so many different puns that I can't. There are a lot of layers to this sheet cake. Okay, bracket pools. Brackets are due for most people tomorrow morning. So last-minute advice for anybody out there that hasn't been paying attention. Where do we start? Let's sprinkle in some wisdom here onto this. I like that. I got some some facts. Go ahead. Got some facts. You want some facts? Yeah. It is a one and 280 billion chance to get a perfect bracket. So accept it now. So when, get over it. when Warren Buffett puts out there like, I'll give you a billion dollars if you get a perfect bracket. It's great advertising. I don't know why people don't do it every year. Hey, what's not going to happen? What if the three of us work together? Do we increase our odds? Are you Biff? Do you got the sports <laughs> almanac? Because, <laughs> I mean, I like it if you do. Uh, so here's, here's my take. I'm, I'm not a huge bracket guy. Mm, I used me? to be. I used to be, I'll still do it. I'll fill out multiple brackets. I'll still do it. I, it's, it's the pageantry. You have to. But I think when sports betting came around, I, I got less interested in brackets because now I can go, you know. Do you still fill one out? It. Yeah, I just said I'll, I'll, I'll okay. fill one out. I'll fill one out. Uh, like unofficially though. Yeah, I don't so like submit it into anything. So I don't, you don't, don't do any bracket? You don't pool. You don't do pools. Uh, so we do different pools at my work. We do like confidence ones where you pick some teams and you get like seed okay. up to seed upsets. Okay. Stuff like so that. you're still in the mix. I'm in it. Yeah. I thought you were just out of it for a second there. No, I'm in okay. it. But look, here's what you got to remember. You have to know your rules. So first things first, make sure you understand the bracket rules. Is it a, is it a one where you just get one point for every win? Well, then you'd be a little more chalky. But if you get upset points, you know, the more, the, the higher the seed, you get upset points, then you got to sprinkle some of those in. And also, if you live in Kansas, don't pick Kansas. If you live in mm. Iowa, don't pick Iowa. Mm. If you live in Kentucky, don't pick Kentucky because everyone else is doing it. This is a game theory issue. 
Well, that's that's my big strategy is that you are not playing the bracket. You are not playing picking those games. You are playing your opponents. It's like poker. That's right. Rounders. Like I don't care what my cards are. I don't care what the teams are. You got to know who you're playing against. So if you're playing against a, an office pool that has a bunch of Iowa people, don't pick them. Zig where everyone else is zagging. Except maybe pick the Zags this year. Maybe you actually do pick that. Uh, but like, if, if, if you're able to get that upset win, you're gonna have a better chance to win the whole thing. Whereas if you pick what everyone else does, you're gonna have to like get some of those points elsewhere. They're gonna be harder. Look for the easy points on the Zag. Couple more for you. All four one seeds has happened one time. You remember that year? Of course we do. But that's the it. That's it. Since 1985, when they bra- they expanded the the field one time. But if you pick three out of four one seeds, I wouldn't advise that either. That's only happened four times. Eleven percent of the time is when three out of four one seeds. I think the sweet the the little sweet spot is one or two one seeds. That's 39 and 42 percent of the time mm-hmm. you will see one or two one seeds. I like that number. I usually try to get one or two one seeds in my bracket. They're good for a reason. They've got that. got the easiest path. Right. But this is also madness, Andrew. They call Mm. it madness for a reason. And since 2011, when we got the play-in game, since then, only one time has the play-in game winner not won two games. Yeah. So you saw UCLA last year. Peter Kiss. Brian's playing right now. Arizona. We, We did tell everybody this would be a Peter Kiss watch party. Peter Kiss official radio show. They're playing right now. They're down two at halftime. Turn it to true TV. If you're at your home and mute it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it on. Like we are like we have it, but this is, this is important. The last one I got for you is the most popular upsets. 10 over a seven happens 40% of the time. 11 over of the time, 40% of the time since 1985. People look at the number too much. You know, if you're just blindly picking it, like, oh, this seven's got to be better. It's not necessarily. You know what? You know what's a perfect indication of that is that when you see the one versus nine matchup or the one versus eight matchup in the second round, you're thinking, okay, wow, it's a big advantage for the one seed. You and I know, like, if it's if it's Kansas and San Diego State in the second round, it's going to be like a three point line. Yeah. Or uh, TCU, if TCU makes it to the second round against Arizona, like TCU just beat us. Yeah. I mean, that's that that'll happen. That's going to be a one or two point line. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's this is why we get back to uh, the betting side of it, which I think is actually a lot more fun looking at, because when you're filling out your bracket, you look down, you're like, exactly six over 11. Well, that 11 is either a pick em or a one point favorite. <laughs> it's not. Is it really an upset? That's the thing that is, I, I don't really like about the the some of the seed stuff, you know, like you, you, and that's why I think the analytics matter. And I also wish we had people in that room on selection Sunday who are not athletic directors. We need people like, so you want to form a new committee, Nick Schwartz, an alternative committee. Yeah. Yeah. We need to send new electors to <laughs> <laughs> alternate electors, <laughs> alternate, electors <laughs> alternate committee. Uh, some people will get that joke, uh, but yeah, that that's why I don't like it. Cause the, I mean, I understand your rewarding body of work, but then you look down, are you really rewarding body of work when you pair them up against North Carolina? who also didn't have a great season, but it's clicking or Memphis who didn't have a great season, but it's clicking. You want to face them in the second round. Yeah. And that's what we're looking at now is you, you find those teams that you maybe think you have a piece of information on that. Nobody else does, whether they're a hot team, they just won their conference tournament. Their best player was injured. They have a new starting point guard. They're the fastest team in the country. They shoot more threes than any team in the country. Where do we start with upsets? Where do we start with specific teams 
that we're circling and saying, you know what? I don't really care who they're playing. I just know I'm going to have them win in a game or two. I'm going to start and give you a couple. San, or San Diego State. This is our mm. SDSU question. No, South. Who's Dakota, the real SDSU? Who's the real? With well, a real <laughs> SDSU state. Uh, <laughs> South Dakota State over Providence. South Dakota State has not lost in forever. I don't think they've lost since December 15th. Longest winning streak in the country. How about and, that? And they're awesome from three. I'm taking them over Providence. Providence, this team that barely wins games, but does wins games. I think they're going to be upset by South Dakota State. South Dakota State's point guard. Zeke Mayo, a freshman from Lawrence, Kansas, a local tie as well. And he's got a great name. Incredible name. Zeke Mayo. Is Zeke, a Mayo great Zeke Mayo is a name that needs to be starting for a high major. Team. Yeah. NIL deal right there. Like yeah. this sounds like an NIL deal waiting to happen. Uh, uh, next one. This is a guy and a guy for a team that we need to be rooting for. And that is Tennessee Chattanooga over Illinois. Ooh. We have Silvio DeSosa on this team. And I'll just give you a little quick nugget of what I think. Chattanooga is a high major team with a mid major Jersey on these guys are all legit players. At least two high, high legit players. Silvio de Sosa could be starting for our team. If things just shook out a little bit differently, uh, personally and and professionally, how that all worked out. He's a high major guy. Their best player also should be playing for a high major team. This team will beat Illinois. Wow. I like that one. You heard it here first. I like that one a lot. Do you have a big upset? I have Vermont going to the Sweet 16. Wow. Every single year, there's going to be one double-digit team that makes it to the Sweet 16. It's really hard to identify, but Vermont, to me, is the school that I'm looking at. They, they, they do everything that I would want. When I look for upset bids, I don't look for specific characteristics. I just look for different characteristics. Do you do things differently? Do you do one thing that is just a little bit different than everybody else in the country? You know what Vermont does? They shoot a ton of threes. They rank 55th in the country in threes. They make a lot of threes. They want to slow it down, get good looks from outside. If this is a team that gets hot, that's how they wind up in the second weekend. The catamounts. I got one just to pay attention to. There's some little ones. I, I kind of like Miami and you know UAB. There's a few there that are kind of interesting. Uh, my, my big one, though, is Colgate Ooh. over Wisconsin. Why? We just said Wisconsin is the most overrated team in the NCAA tournament field per Ken Palm. And Colgate is a toothpaste. The toothpaste team. The toothpaste team. I asked my kids to do a bracket. I do a bracket. The kids do a bracket. And they, I was doing it by, I would say, the, the, the mascot, right? Mm. Mascot, mascot. They would choose the mascot. They really liked the, you know, the spiders. They really liked the jackrabbits. I did not know what Colgate's uh, mascot was off the top of my head. And I was doing it all off the top of my head, so I called them the toothpaste team. Well, that was a hit. So <laughs> <laughs> they are my uh, daughter's national champion, which is why also I think that makes sense for them to win their first game here. So we started this conversation by saying you don't pick Kansas if you're in Kansas, but Kansas is a one seed. Therefore, math would tell me they have as good a shot as anybody at going to the final four and winning the title. So can I pick Kansas this year? Is there ever an exception to this rule? If I just think they're going to win it all. I mean, you can, Andrew, are you picking Kansas? I always pick Kansas. Like, even if it's against my interest monetarily, I'm picking Kansas. I don't want to be the guy that doesn't pick Kansas when they do win the national title. And then they'll say, Oh, you probably won some money this year. Like I didn't pick them. I picked Purdue. Yeah. Like I don't want to be that guy. So I'm willing to lose a little bit of money, but this year I think we're good. I pick them, pick them, never pick Kansas. I don't think I remember. Never. I, I, maybe when I was a kid, I probably did. But 
I think as I got older, for two reasons. One, everyone else is picking him in Kansas. We just talked about this. And the monetarily thing, who cares? Kansas won a national freaking title. If I lose money in my bracket pool because I didn't pick Kansas, I think I'll be okay with it. I want to live the, this, good. This I want to live the high life, the highest of the high here. With this that doesn't sound title. like strategy. This sounds like superstition to me. It is a superstition. I never do it. There is no backing behind it, but everybody has their own March superstitions. We put it out to Twitter. We got some listener superstitions. We'll share those with you next. This is Jayhawk Talk Radio. You're listening to Jayhawk Talk Radio with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne, and Nick Schwert on 610 Sports Radio. Talk Radio, 610 Sports Radio, Chris Unocero, hosting Bink at Night, coming up here at 7 o'clock. But for the next couple of minutes, I'm Nick Schwartz with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne. Kevin just shared with us that he never picks KU, no matter what. He, I think, tried to paint it as a strategy, but then admitted that it's probably more superstition Both. than anything else. Both. What are some of the other superstitions that you've heard of from KU fans this time of year? I want to point out one. So we did ask uh, the Twitter followers uh, to say, like, you know, what's what's something that you do? And I was expecting to get answers back like, oh, I wear this T-shirt or I wear this hat. Here's one that I want to share that this got me a little nervous. This is from Wayne Kerr. And he said, I watched the Farouk Manesh game. We all we all know what that means. I watched the Farouk, Farouk Manesh game at a friend's bachelor party. And we know how that went. Well, the same friend got divorced and is now engaged. And his bachelor party number two <laughs> is this Saturday, 11 years and 364 days later. And he follows it up with very bad mojo. And I agree. I think this thing needs to be canceled or at the very <laughs> least, Wayne Kerr does not need to go. Should not go. Wayne, if you go and we lose, it is your <laughs> fault. Would that mean he would have to have a third bachelor party? Yeah, keep keep it going. I, I agree that it's definitely his fault if if we lose. Right. Like, no, no question, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we know we know who's like responsible for the loss. But if it's a win, I think we know that this is the one. No. Yes. <laughs> I think we know that exactly. she's the one. Right. The other one was not it. We knew like once Farouk Manish hit that three, you, you call the wedding off. Call it off. Call it off. Call like, it off. This, we should have seen this long ago. I actually had a breakup the day of. It was my birthday. It was my, I think, like 21st oh. birthday, 20th birthday. On the day that KU lost to Northern Iowa and that night, my girlfriend and I broke up. Oh, man. Yeah. So there's something uh, about love. And eternity and Ali Farouk Manesh with the sideburns. All I remember about that game is walking the walk of shame yeah. through a Vegas casino we were wearing the, KU gear. Were you guys there together? Yeah, yeah, we were at the Flamingo and we were the center of attention. Every person we saw. Oh, well, you guys lost me money. I was like, <laughs> I did not lose you anything. Now is not the time, sir. We we <laughs> earned it because we probably talked a lot of smack leading up to it. The team was so good. Our team was so good. There, there are a lot of places in Vegas that I will not watch KU play basketball. I don't even want to step in step foot inside the there's flamingo. really no reason to step foot in flamingo so you've banished yourself from the flamingo correct yeah we yeah. We're, we're hollywood we're is put ourselves up. on the list yeah uh we, the d <laughs> was bad uh and then we ended up watching wichita state 
at Cosmopolitan. It's all bad. Yeah, we so we, we ruled ourselves out of a lot of Good places. news is they keep building new ones. <laughs> okay, so what are the good superstitions that we have? Is there anything that you guys are planning on doing tomorrow night at 8.57 p.m.? I, I will save the the break glass superstitions for a game that's not 16. Uh, no, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's allowed. Well, the superstitions are superstitions. It's more of like a, when we're down, you have to change something superstition. Mm. I got those. Keith two. Langford. This is the Keith Langford. Strategy. Yeah, change the shoes. Right. That's right. I've got a Tyshawn jersey that's too small for me, but which I will wear <laughs> in the in my own home. Whenever we need it. So I have the Paul Pierce jersey. That's sort of my my everyday car. And then I've got the Keith Langford jersey. That's like the weekend zip around my little toy, my Dodge Charger that I only bring out on nice sunny days. So that one may be reserved for a final four run. But the Paul Pierce one will probably be sported tomorrow night. Yeah, so I like I always like to buy something new and then take it for a test drive. It. It, yeah. it could be my lucky hat. It could be. So we'll see. Guys. March is here. The tournament is upon us. And I hope that next Wednesday at 6 o'clock, we're talking about a sweet 16 matchup versus an opponent to be determined. Can't wait. Love it. I'm feeling good. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I'm feeling good. We're feeling feelings here. This has been Jayhawk Talk Radio. For Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne, and Nolan Brooks, I'm Nick Schwert. Jayhawk Talk Radio, a KU show by the fans, for the fans, on 610 Sports Radio.